God's grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The text for our sermon this day as we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord comes from the epistle and also the gospel. In particular, the words of the angel and also Jesus that morning. When Jesus came and met the disciples, there in verse 9 of the gospel reading, the ESV translates his words as greetings. That's not the best translation. When Jesus meets the disciples on the road, he says, rejoice. Rejoice. And they took hold of his feet and worshiped him. Then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. And then also from Colossians 3, St. Paul says this interesting thing. In, in verse 3, he says, For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Alleluia, Christ is risen. Alleluia. It's an odd thing this morning that on a Sunday when we're supposed to talk about life, being raised from the dead, death having no dominion, that St. Paul says... You've died. You've done already dead. St. Paul says, you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ. And so we can hear the words of Jesus as he spoke to the women that morning. Rejoice. Do not be afraid. Growing up, I spent many summers working with my grandfather in the hot Texas sun. He was no stranger to hard work growing up outside Fredericksburg, Texas, picking peaches, plowing fields, and doing all the things you do on a farm. He always complained, you have it easy, boy. I had to plow fields by hand, rain or shine, and the fields were, were uphill both ways. He also walked to school in the snow in Texas. He knew hard work. Each summer I would go, my brother and I, we would live with my grandparents. He had his own business and we helped him with various jobs. And every morning he started us out the same way. He'd wake us up before the sun. We'd have breakfast and we'd listen to the farm report every morning. We'd listen to the prices of corn, wheat, oil, all the other various commodities, and then the weather. After the weather was over, I would say, well, can we go ahead and leave? Can we get to work? He said, no, we need to listen to the obituaries. I said, well, why do we need to do that? He answered, well, I'm listening for my name. I said, Papa, I think you'll know when you die. He said, well, I'm not so sure. I'm so used to working hard every day, day in and day out. I don't know that I'll know that I'm actually dead. I'm working so hard, I already feel that way. He said, we need to see if we need to go to work or if we can stay here at home and finally rest. Well, I later figured out he was joking and that he was listening for the names of his friends that he grew up with in the hill country. But my grandfather's perspective kind of sounds like St. Paul today. St. Paul writes to living people in Colossae, 
And he says, you have died. News to us, Paul. How many of you, how many of you know these words of St. Paul and know that you have died? St. Paul says, don't you know your name has already been read in the obituary news? St. Paul says, your name has already been spoken. Your name has been read. Your name has already been written. But not in a book of death. In the book of life. All religions, and even the so-called non-religious, they all acknowledge death. But I think they would disagree if we said what St. Paul says, that we've already died. They'd say, ridiculous. All other religions, all people acknowledge death. There's no way around it. Most religions promise some sort of peace after death, a nirvana, perhaps even reincarnation. The promise of some sort of heaven, some sort of peace. Well, if you were a good enough person. But I don't know of any religion that promises death while you are still alive. A religion that looks at death as kind of a good thing. St. Paul says you've died and your life is hidden in Christ. But you see, no other religions can't even touch death. They can't promise death because they're still slaves to death. Their gods have not died. Their gods have not risen. But you see, today, as Jesus conquers death, when he steps out of the grave, he can not only give life to us when we die and we look forward to that resurrection, but Jesus has so conquered death that even now, while we are alive, he uses death for his purposes. Jesus has so defeated death that he uses it for his work. Death to him now is like a tool. That's what St. Paul means today when he says, for you have died, to people who are obviously physically still alive. So what does St. Paul really mean? What does he mean when he says, you have died and your life is hidden in Christ? Well, earlier in Colossians, in chapter 2, verse 12, this is what St. Paul's referring to. When he begins our reading today, when he says since or therefore, in Colossians chapter 2, St. Paul says, you were buried with Christ in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith and the powerful working of God who raised him from the dead. This isn't the only time St. Paul says something strange like this, that don't you know you've already died? In Romans chapter 6, St. Paul says, We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death. For one who has died has been set free from sin. Now, if we have died with Christ, we believe that we also will live with him. We know that Christ, being raised from the dead, will never die again. Paul says that all of us who've been baptized into Christ have already died. Died to sin. Died even to death itself. So it's a remarkable thing what St. Paul says today. You have died. Even to people who are still 
bodily and physically alive. But the question is, why does St. Paul say we have to be put to death? Why does he say, you've died? Why do we need to be baptized into Jesus? Well, the Bible teaches us that we're born in sin, that we are born slaves to death. Just think of all the things that death gets us to do. People who don't even plan breakfast for the next day make out their wills, their last testaments. And they pay large sums of money to do so. We are already born in the grasp of death. We need to have that sinful, death-deserving self, that part of us, our dead spirit. We need that to be put to death. We need it to die so we can be made new. That part of us that sometimes enjoys sin. That part of us that sometimes gives in to temptation. When we hear that old familiar voice of the devil, when he tempts us to scorn others, when we hear that voice in our native tongue, when we are called to sin and we give in, Think about it, that old, that old sinful flesh of yours, that, that death part. Think about it. Do you have to learn how to sin? Do you have to be taught to be jealous, to put yourself up on a pedestal? Do, you, do we have to teach people how to do that? Did someone have to instruct you on how to be angry and lose your temper? No. We unfortunately do that by nature. But that dead, spiritual, sinful nature was drowned in the waters of baptism. You have died to sin. And just like you can see proof of your sin, God is so gracious. He wants you to have assurance outside of yourself that he washes you with water and anchors you into the death and resurrection of Jesus, even yet while we are still alive in our bodies and await our bodily death. As much as we don't like death, do all we can do to avoid it, as much as it scares us, we sure do like one aspect of death. As much as we try to cover up death with makeup, diets, cosmetic surgery, the cause of death is too often something we don't avoid, sin. And the wages of sin is death, and our Lord is not unclear. You continue on the road in sin and unbelief, there is nothing but eternal death. But Jesus, when he died on the cross, these, this last week, as we heard Monday, Thursday, and Good Friday, Jesus took all of our wages all of our sins, the sins of the world, and he died with them. Jesus went to work for us, knowing that it meant his certain death. He knew his obituary would be read, his name would be called out. But he also knew that after three days, he would be raised, both physically, both body and soul. So Jesus, 
as we hear St. Paul continue to encourage us to follow Jesus, Jesus fixed his mind on things above and gave his life for you. What a wonderful God. What a blessed and wonderful exchange as he takes your wages and gives you his, that of eternal life. And today we celebrate that he was raised. And when he is raised, when he comes out of that grave, there is no death. There is no sin clinging to him. The death he died, he died once for all. So death no longer has dominion. So certainly today sets Christianity apart from all other religions. Not just that our God has died and been raised. Christ Jesus, God of God, light of light, very God of very God. He took flesh and blood so that he could die. But of course, death cannot keep him. He is the very author of life, and since death has no claim on God, Jesus raised himself to show he has power over death for you. This sets Christianity apart even further, that our God uses death. He uses death to destroy death, even while you are still alive. God uses death to kill all that might worry you. St. Paul says, you have died to worry. You have died to doubt. You have been washed in the life-giving well of forgiveness and mercy. You have died with Christ. And if you have died with him, you're already raised. So I guess since we've died, that means... Like what my grandfather said, we don't have to go to work. (laughs) Nonsense. St. Paul says we work all the more on fixing our minds on things above, which means forgiveness of sins, forgiving one another, forgiving our enemies, and going to where Jesus says he will be. The angels told the women that morning to go, tell the disciples what they saw. They listened to the angel's message. The messenger who had the word of God for them, those women, they didn't doubt. They didn't worry. Perhaps they didn't understand it, most certainly. They didn't worry that the soldiers would chase them down. They didn't worry that maybe they wouldn't be believed. They had their mind on things above. As they went to do their job, obeying the word of God, Jesus met them and he said, rejoice, do not fear. And that is also what Jesus says to us today. Every time we hear his word, for those who hear the word of God and do not fear death, the grave, nor anything in this life, As the women went, Jesus met them, and he meets you too as you go on your way carrying that same message. Rejoice. Do not fear. We have joy. We rejoice in this world where sometimes it looks like death has the last say. For all of those who don't always look like they win in this life, rejoice. For your victory, your life is hidden in Christ. 
Rejoice! Those who mourn their sin and desire to follow Christ all the more, rejoice that death does not win. Jesus wins. And when he wins, we win with him. And all who call upon his name, Paul says, it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. So we go to work. Sometimes it feels uphill both ways. But know for sure, your God already approves of you. He says, well done, good and faithful servant. July 1st, 2005 was the day Harold Otmers, my grandfather, was delivered from this veil of tears. He received his crown. He ran his race. But that next week, after the morning farm report, after the weather report, his name was read. His name was read because he finally found rest from his labors. He no longer had to work. Rejoice, he heard, and do not fear. On that day, his physical body died, but he's truly alive because he'd already died. One day your name will be read. You will rest from your labors. You will join all your loved ones who have died with Christ, but yet are still alive. Maybe it's your grandparents that you think about today. Parents, maybe even children, brothers and sisters. But today, hear what Jesus says. Even though you die, yet shall you live. So we still live by faith. We still have work to do. We know for certain that indeed death has been taken captive to Christ. And so while we wait on this side of glory, our life is hidden in Christ. We wait to see our loved ones, flesh and blood, whose life is no longer hidden, but they see Christ with their very eyes. And as Paul continues... When Christ appears in his glory, so will we. But let us work while there is light. Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia.